servants can smell your blood. Human, I think I shall remove you from the board to face your own masters. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Play Retro, episode number seven. I am Scott Johnson, one of your hosts, and I'm ready to dip a little mana into my shooter. Oh, and I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. And at the start of life, I chose Hurt Me Plenty, and I have regretted it every day since. Oh, Hurt Me Plenty. Did they use the same, they use the same scaling thing in there? It's the same list of difficulties? No, I, it's, no, it's not. It's actually even... I think there's even difference for classes in the new uh, in the one we're talking about, Day Hexen. Uh, oh Heritage. yeah, you I know what? You're right. The, the, the classes had different settings for their difficulty levels because they all played so different. Yeah, we'll right. get to all that. Uh, that's just a hint of what's coming up here on today's show. Before we get too far into it, though, a um, couple things. We got some listeners who believe that Brian's twenty dollar television that's behind him right now, with Metroid Prime One <laughs> sitting on there. What a cool intro that game had. I love it. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's like, uh, it's so good. yeah, it's it's flashy and it looks like viruses and everything else. And I'm like, what's the story, Metroid Prime on it GameCube? Holds, it holds up in a really magical way. That 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 yeah. element of it is really neat. Anyway, a lot of people but think yeah, your TV my, was hot. They think you got it off some fencing weirdo and out of the back of his trunk, and he you know <laughs> used it for drugs or something. What do you think? Like this? I said, the guy the guy was on Facebook Marketplace. He he sold it to me. We met in the parking lot of a of a of a not even a real Piggly Wiggly, it's their saver brand of Piggly Wiggly stores. He ran there with the thing in his arms on a you know almost a drizzly day. Sure, it looks suspect. Sure, but it's a twenty dollar TV that I'm sure nobody misses, even if it is hot. I mean, if if you're gonna do something, <laughs> it doesn't sound like stealing somebody's uh, you know twenty five year old TV and selling it to somebody else for twenty dollars is exactly the the move to make i agree but it works though look at it back there working away that, pumping out the let goods. me see it. let me let me tell you even if he stole this thing he earned the 20 dollars from from hauling it from where he came from yeah he and was it, sweating it's not giving you back cancer or something by just playing back there is it <laughs> <laughs> i was worried i was worried it would smell like smoke and everything else would be i was i was worried about the condition it's in really good condition and once i did see the guy he looked like uh he's a young person uh, but he looked like he was really into retro games. He kind of had that whole vibe, and he's just he he seemed like he was from the city. I live in a fairly small town. He sure. like he, he he had an accent like he was from the city, yeah. and I think he was just trying to make changes in his life. Sure, that, yeah. that but that's what I'm telling myself so that I can have this hot TV behind me. Yeah, and I I can respect this about this guy. He's totally. <laughs> oh, fun. by the way, by the way, yeah. I have another hot TV coming in. This one's free. 26 inch Sanyo has two S video inputs. Wait, how are you getting get that? that? What did you? How'd you work that out? Is this another one of your? Uh, you, Brian's got a sugar daddy out there somewhere, who's just like. <laughs> Going up, oh, Brian. Brian wants a thing. I'm putting it in the mail today. Like he's got somebody well, on the out. That to him. I don't know who that um, is, but congratulations. I don't have anybody like that in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's fantastic. This is actually. I I I said I wouldn't go back to Facebook Marketplace, but I did, and I went and looked. I just typed in old TV, and instead of doing 20 miles from where I'm at, I did 50 miles, and there was somebody right on the edge there who was giving away a free TV. And this person actually had a Facebook profile that looked like a normal human being. The last guy I wasn't sure about, you know. Mm. Uh, but this person has a <laughs> r- regular, you know, picture. 
And so I was like, because I was one, I, I got this TV really cheap, but it's only got AV. So it's got one audio and one video yeah. and a coax. So yeah. mm, the quality is only going to go so far. This one's actually S video. So I decided to take a chance. If you're getting an S video so television, that is actually pretty cool because you can connect. So here's what I think the 20 inch behind you is perfect for all your like NES, NES, Genesis, you know, yes. put all that on there. And then your cube, your, you know, whatever, your things that might take advantage of a little higher bump in video and definitely a bump in audio quality. I think that may be the new TV. Yeah. Music I've got the good, I've got the good, uh, S video GameCube. There was a version that didn't have the better connectors and I have the one with both the, the high definition connectors. So that's the reason why the, the GameCube is what prompted me to look again. Oh, well, that'll do that. My GameCube yeah. died when a, one of my, my son's friends. Uh, a TV about that big was connected to a GameCube, and he got up there and thought he was being funny, and he grabbed the TV, oh, and it fell over face down and no. smashed the GameCube and the controllers. Oh, my God. Wrecked it. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed at that kid. And that kid now, he's like on the run from the law. He's like a little drug-dealing weirdo kid. Oh, he broke, he broke the wrong person's GameCube. Yeah, he, he did. He- yeah, a pattern did. of bad behavior. Yep. He now he's living a life of crime and is in his, you know, he's 20 or 22 or something now. <laughs> anyway, uh, good luck to him and his trip on the lamb. Um, also, I went down a pretty hard uh, 16-bit sports rabbit hole in the last little bit. And yes. uh, all week I have been like scouring every old 16-bit football game I could find. The Tecmo series of stuff that were on the SNES and Genesis. I played uh, a lot of world series baseball on the Genesis and the 32 X version, by the way, was awesome. Oh, Graphically is not that different, but it had really great sound and just a better, it's just a really just kind of the best version that they made. It's part of the Sega sports series. I still think it's the best 16 bit baseball game ever made. And there are plenty of good ones. All right. Ken gave Griffey jr. Some weird stuff on the front cover, but the rest is real good. I good game. loved it. If you're not following play retro show, Scott posted on Twitter. You should because Scott posted that that picture and it is fan freaking tastic. I, I worry about it. You know, like it's not. I, it's it's borderline what you might think of is like going. Oh, did somebody do that on purpose or is that feels almost a little bit like it could be in a racist area, but it's not. It's just it's, it's just, just the way the artwork. It's just the art. Out. It's the pixel art. It's just not. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I think it's it's not. It's not good. great. But the game's good and. um yeah, like I I like Ken Griffey Jr. as a as a yeah. as an alternative. It's a good game. But I went through all of them and I am telling you after extensive play, and we'll get into this in some future episode. For me, pound for pound, World Series baseball, ninety eight, I think, it? is the last version they did. And then the uh, uh I want to say that may have been the thirty two X version as well, although I think they just titled that World right. Series Baseball. But anyway, that was an amazing baseball game, and I'm were, still playing were it. Were we really in good. Were we into rubber banding with uh, our sports game at some, that generation? Some. some. Uh, I think it was mostly like arcade translations still had a lot of rubber banding. Like uh, the NBA jams were that way, although you could tweak rules to make them less so. But like right. World Series Baseball never felt that way to me. It has it has a really fair batting and swinging and stuff uh, kind of system to it. The one weird thing I'm running into is I've noticed... Um, uh, well, oh, so, so we've talked about NHL 94 before possibly yeah. voted by many, including myself, to be maybe the greatest sports video game of all time. It's a, it's Specifically the Genesis version. The SNES version is different, and it's not the same. It's weird. It's not as good. They got they got more kind of close to each other around 96, 97, but 
But back then, for some reason, this Genesis one just had magic in it. Just felt yeah. amazing. It was the first one that had like the one shot mechanic and all that, or the one touch, one shot. What's it called? Where do you is pass it, one it touch? in? One you pass yeah, it you in, and the gun. guy immediately shoots. Whatever that's called. Yeah, yeah. What's what? Is, yeah, I don't know, but it was it, it was a game changer. Something. Literally. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, yeah, it's really good. And uh, uh, Game Pass has a version of that. Uh, in there you just install it and it plays like the old retro you know genesis version music sound everything it's just like that game but they've got brand new current rosters in it which i didn't expect so i fired that thing up and i'm thinking well i guess i'm gonna play with the some team that doesn't exist anymore or a team that's bad now or was good then or you know i didn't know and i fired yeah. up and it's like here we go we got the uh, Las the las vegas uh golden knights i'm like are you kidding what? me are you kidding me that's, that's really it's really rad see what See what love does. Love, love does, does a lot. This. Yeah, passion love does and a lot. love does this. It keeps things alive like you know, that. Here's the other reason you know that game was so influential and huge. If you buy a brand new uh, NHL game from EA, right, like NHL 22 or last year's 21, which is on Game Pass, those games have uh, the controller setting screen. They got a bunch of stuff right. like uh skill stick controls or hybrid controls you know these different control settings one of the options is literally called nhl 94 controls they aim they go all the way back to that even though those same controls kind of carried up through the whole 16-bit generation up to 99 or whatever they stopped doing them so that's how influential it is there's entire giant communities around that game that still have tournaments to this day and there's an entire website called NHL94.com that is not owned by EA. It's just a bunch of fans doing a bunch of homegrown tournaments and uh, speed run st- type stuff and just all kinds of crazy shit around that game. It's freaking great. So anyway, we'll get that's a whole other episode. We'll get to it uh, at some point. But here's where it landed me. Oh, I got so into uh, playing all this that I remembered how much I love Mutant League football and Mutant League hockey that I played a bunch of those and I went, wait, wasn't there like a modern like 2017-18 game that tried to do that football thing and I just kind of forgot I had it or whatever and sure enough, I have Mutant League football MLF Okay, it's a little slightly different, it's clearly a spiritual successor to all of these and it's like a modern, beautiful like you know, rendered out game with swears and everything and commentary what? where you play football on a field full of mines and holes and ice and and the guys are all big monstery dudes or skeletons or mutants of some sort or another and it's really good so i just want to give those guys a shout out it's on sale by the way the xbox store has it for all the xbox series xs and one uh for seven bucks or something stupid right. cheap and on the pc I, I don't know if it's on sale but it's on the pc as well it's on switch it's just a great game and I really like it. It is a th- great throwback to these old games, but doesn't look like ass. Okay. Because <laughs> those old ones, they're great still. I mean, Mutant League football, yeah. still a good game. It looks like a butthole. Well, it, it looks does. like a butthole. Interesting. I don't think it looks very good. I'm not, and this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you that a lot of these games hold up visually. They look good for their era. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying those mutant games. Not so much. I think is I think as a general rule, me and you agree that up until like the 32 about about the time we decided to take our first steps into 3D is when things kind of went sideways with how things looked. Whereas uh, like 16 bit and prior, it's most of it still kind of holds up. Yeah, it just looks like artistic choice. Yeah, and another note uh, to the sequel to Mutant Football League, right, uh, is coming out later this year. 
So interesting. Yeah, if you want to okay. see how and, those guys are doing, I wish they'd Scott do a hockey Pre- game, but they haven't yet. Yeah, Scott Pre-Show talked me down from being disappointed in my Xbox Series S, which I've had for you know forever. It feels like at least six months. And uh, you thought it was more gimped yeah. than it is. That's the problem. I, yeah, and just just the I had a mental block. I don't have the best the X, which is one well, I was wanting to get and I couldn't locate. Uh, and so, yeah, Scott's convinced me that it's not as bad as I thought. So I'll have to purchase these. I have to get this Mutant Football League. Yeah, give the it a first shot. One on sale. Yeah, it's only seven bucks. And here's the thing to just it's know like, yeah. for those out there going, wait, what was the core argument? Here's the thing: there's only two differences between the S and the X. Uh, three differences. Happiness and sadness. Sorry, I forgot. There's actually three. It's a digitally, okay. it's digital only, so no drive on it. Okay, no optical right. drives. You're not going to run Blu-rays and stuff like that for the S. The X always has a drive, uh, has a optical in it. Number two, hard drives like I forget, eight hundred something versus the gig right. that's in the other one, whatever it is. Right. So yeah, it's hard it's like drive smaller. Size, yeah, maybe maybe a little less than double, but yes. And then uh, the S outputs at 1440p. Uh, still considered high def, but not full 4K. And some games don't even use 4K. So in those cases, it doesn't really matter. They already output at 1444p, even on the X. But the point is, it's X is capable of 4K in games. This one is not, although it will do 4K in media like Netflix, whatever. Um, right. So that's it. All the ray tracing is there. The speed is there. Like the one-to-one comparison in every other sense is there. But it's hard to know but that because one has an S on it and one says an X. Yeah, one's a big monolithic tower that looks badass, and the other <laughs> one looks like a tiny little it thing. It does. It just yeah. looks so much more. It just looks so much cooler. Yeah. So there's the, that whole thing. If you can get an X, great. If you get an S, it's right. not. You're not buying a gimp. You're buying a. Is right. that a bad? No, well, people not X, like this. X is going to give now. it to them. I have to have it. So. Yeah, X is going to give it to you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, also, you got your GameCube all hooked up. We talked about that. Um, if I wanted to get one of these CRTs, which yes, do you think I go fa- Facebook Marketplace or do I go like Craigslist? What do I do? Where oh, do I go? You oh well, I'm afraid of Craigslist. Oh, as as scared of I am, as I am of Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist is like. <laughs> It's a nightmare, man. Yeah, Are there any your, legit people on Craigslist? I don't even know. Uh, they're going to touch your PP. Yeah. If you go there, they're going to go, hey. I don't know, man. It, yeah. it, that one that one really scares me. But you definitely don't go on eBay unless you're just like, you know what? I don't want to hassle with anything, and I want it now. So that's that's always the deal I tell people. It's like it's according to what you what you got. Do you got more money than time? Mm. Then go ahead. If you got if you got tons of money, go ahead and just order it off eBay because you can get it, you know, practically right now yeah ebay is more uh, ebay is like a mute giant mute button you don't have to deal with the people you yeah, just you get their to deal thing. with anybody you just yeah and if they email you trying to get you to deal with them you ignore those emails because they're trying to scam you anyway and you move on right so That's yeah right. uh you're, yeah. okay i'm gonna take your advice let's see what ken griffey says i think you guys should keep making the show and talk about hair ticking hexing <laughs> okay but well, wait i gotta talk about this before we do that oh, i gotta that? talk about one more thing i didn't put it in the notes here but it did arrive tony said he was gonna send it and tony came through tony sent me oh you bastard this mr fpga emulation hardware see? emulation see brian's got he's got sugar daddies i don't have a sugar daddy <laughs> You know, the closest thing I have as a sugar daddy is Greg for Walkman in the chat sent me an old Walkman once. And that was awesome. I love him for it. It That's pretty cool. I don't have a Walkman, so that's pretty. Was it a Sony Walkman? Yeah, it was a yellow sportsman one. You can't get them anywhere anymore. Look, it's right here. I've been using it to transfer some old tapes around. 
But the point, See, the, the, the difference between me and you, uh, Scott, is that I complain about this for months at a time until people send me stuff to <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> this is true, says King Griffey Jr. I agree. Yeah. Right. See, I, I really wanted it. You know, I really wanted one, but I just I could I couldn't find them in stock anywhere available. And so, like I said, Tony hooked me up, and this is amazing. Let me tell you, just just quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna review this thing fully very shortly. I just got it this week. I've only had a couple of chances to really load it up. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you right now, 16 bit and before is what this really does. They're working on a PlayStation Core, mm-hmm. uh, but everything before then works just flawlessly. And I can't quite put my finger on exactly what the difference is yet, but it just feels right. There's like almost zero input lag, which I seem to have more of uh, when I'm playing in on my retro pie. And I'm sure there's ways to tweak stuff, but sure. man, I just plug this thing in, uh, threw up a couple of the Genesis games I've played a lot of through emulation, mm-hmm. and the experience just felt snappy, and it just felt it felt crisp, and the sound was just spot on. It felt like it felt when I used to play. My my Sega Genesis, you know, you know, plugged in the yeah. raw, the yeah. raw, the raw business, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, well, that's and, what uh, you want. That's what the whole point of those things are, right? Is you right. get the real it's, deal. It's almost really hard to 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 sell somebody on one of these things until they've actually played with it, and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. it's like VR. You got to if you put a, yeah. put a VR headset on, you get it. If you don't, you don't get it. This thing, same thing. In fact, I look at it and I go, Brian, what's with the giant power brick you got there? It looks stupid. Yeah. but no. The Mister is badass, and I have no, I have no sugar mama or daddy. Right, right. I have nobody. So, I don't have anybody out there who's like, hey, you know what Scott could use one of these. <laughs> no, nope. well, maybe if you bitch about it for about six or seven months, like I did about the Mister, uh, then maybe somebody else. <laughs> well, time will tell. Complete it too. Time will tell. All right, let's time get into uh, this week's big discussion. Very excited about this. Here we go. We we shall. Hey Brian, have you heard of Hexen Beyond Heretic? No, have you heard of Heretic? First of all, let's talk. Let's start where it all began. Right. Is that game? Did that game mean anything to you when we first started talking about this being a possibility? That's what I want. When you said Heretic, or exactly when you said Hexen, and you said Beyond Heretic, I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember some cover art. I usually remember cover art. That's like my one thing that I have. It's like I can remember the cover art of almost every movie or, or game I've seen. And I could instantly see what it was, but I couldn't see the gameplay. And I was like, mm, I can't remember. So I didn't, pl- I didn't play a lot of this back in the day. I do think I downloaded the demo, the, the, the shareware at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, peeking through it, but going, eh, this is just doom in, in dark fantasy. Yeah, you're like, not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. Not, you're not wrong. It's exactly what it is. Um, it's quite literally that first game, Heretic, is them saying... Let's take the Doom engine. It's almost like a mod. And let's right. throw this together to make it a fantasy setting. It'll be dark fantasy and super metal and all that, but it's, you know, it's not sci-fi. Uh, although there no. are some sci-fi elements. But and and once in a while there's a creature, you know, they were all sprites back then, but there's a creature that might hover over and, and you'll go, oh, well, they just took the eyeball from Doom and reskinned it. And that's okay, because <laughs> again, heretic is the beginning of something, yeah. not the end. It um, it was a, it was a modified Doom engine, so yeah, mm-hmm. it they, you know there's only so far you can go right with visually yeah. because of the engine. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know again when I first saw it, my big freakout was we were already playing at the office I worked at. We were already playing Doom every day, and I'm right. like 22 or one or I don't know. I'm young when this is going Youngin. on. 
And um, I just had a, just a voracious appetite for this new, this new genre of shooters. I just thought this was the most amazing time to be alive. And we would play until late into the evening. <laughs> Even when my wife was pregnant with our first, she would try to play, but she couldn't because it'd make her sick. So oh, she'd, God, yes. so she'd lay pregnant on a couple of benches and just lay there while I played till two. I feel kind of bad about it now, but she was cool <laughs> with it. She seemed all right with it at the time. But anyway, um, it we we switched over to this for a chunk of time, and it's all we could play. We just loved it so much that uh, it was just felt new, like we were doing something new, and it wasn't just Doom again. Um, and we started modding it. We started making our own maps. We made a map in Heretic. I wish I could find this somewhere. The old wads, they're somewhere in my old hard drives. But we made a map that was an exact replica of the building we all worked in and yes. uh, bathrooms and everything. Would, we did this in Quake as well. But um, that, Yeah, that was if, if, you, if you weren't around during that time, that's what we did with, uh, with Doom and Quake engines. The first thing you would do is you would build a map. And a lot of times it would be like the you know your house or... Uh, you know, or the office, just kind of like kids do today with Minecraft. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm going to recreate the house, and that was our our time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Yep. And uh, how? So you got the bathroom and everything? Yeah, bathrooms, toilets. I mean, they they were pretty rudimentary. Uh, <laughs> did you put spawn placements there for the for the creatures to spawn out of the toilet? Oh hell yeah! You'd open up a door oh, in yeah. the bathroom, the stall, and there'd be like a you know one of those floating imps or whatever in there. That was always cool. <laughs> Um, it wasn't one of the centaurs though, right? No, hell no. They would take up too much space. Yeah. They were too big and they would get stuck in there. They wouldn't, they wouldn't move (laughs) those effing things. Occupied. Uh, it was a cool thing though. Uh, so they was published by ID or id software, GT interactive, uh, when it went retail and it was developed by a very young bunch of developers calling themselves Raven software. Now Mm. that may mean nothing to some people, but to those who know the name Raven, you'll know that they did some really rad stuff and yes. uh they got bought like recently uh, recently in the in the big scheme of things um by activision and as you know microsoft is in the middle of purchasing and acquiring all of activision blizzard and part of what they get out of this is the hexen and heretic ips which is yes. very cool because also phil spencer says uh not long ago said out loud we're very excited about the back catalog of ips from activision partly because he's a gigantic Hexen fan and he can't wait to see more Hexen. Now that's, I, to me, that's tantamount to him saying, yeah, we're making a new Hexen game. Whether or not that comes through or not, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But I'm here for it, dude. That new yeah, Doom yeah. engine, give me that new Doom engine, Doom Eternal, and then slap this in there. Let's go full fantasy and go nuts with it. You're right. t- you're talking so, my my language. You don't so you you want the new Doom engine. So I I was I was debating this too. I was like, oh, if we saw it again, how would I want it to be? Would I want it to be, you know, the new? Of course, that's the default way you go. But I kind of want to see, you know, a 3D world with sprites. Mm-hmm. After playing this, I played the crap out of this this past week, and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. the 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 art that is sprite making is just phenomenal. That I that probably comes love. from my love from indie games because you see this a lot in indie games, but I started drawing some stuff in uh, some Sprite software I picked up. You should, I should talk to you about that sometime. Do do you think there would be success? Uh, Just, just, you know, just throwing that on the engine. No, you'd have to make it free or something like, right. It would be the fun. It'd be a fun throwback, but I don't think you could sell it like a retail game. I think if they really wanted to go nuts with it, they create a proper, in the way they rebooted doom, like kind of how doom is, is its own new big thing now. Like take, take that and do it there. And I'm, and I'm cool having that there 
Meanwhile, there are people homebrewing new levels all the time to this stuff. Hexen, Hexen 2, which was set in, in the Quake engine. Um, people still make maps for that. Like, yeah. there's plenty of activity there and a lot of love for this stuff. So I don't, I don't think you have to, I don't think, I don't think Microsoft or, you know, however they're going to handle this stuff. I don't think they have to do that. I think they could just make it straight up game yeah. and it would be good. You know? I think you're right. I think it would be a, a, just a, just a love letter to, to the fans. And yeah, I, I just, they're just a way to grab attention saying, Hey, look, we're doing things that, that Sony's not doing. Mm-hmm. We're doing things that Nintendo's not really doing. Look what we're doing. Yeah. We're bringing back that PC love that you had for, uh, for Hexen and these, these classic doom games. That's, I think, I think that's the right move. Well, this is so. Here's some interesting history on the company that made it. Uh, Raven, founded in 1990 by brothers Brian and Steve Raffel. Uh, this is a little three person company. They were discovered mm-hmm. by John Romero, co founder of id Software. Okay, we all know, you know, Romero, he's famous for lots of reasons, not just, not just controversial <laughs> ones, but, you know, he's an interesting guy. I met him, I saw him at a mall once. He has no idea who I am, but I saw yeah. him at a mall. Anyway, yeah, I, I talked to him last year thanks to uh, one of our community members who sent me through the mail. Uh, oh, weird. Uh, and, weird. And, Someone sent yeah. you a thing. Okay, keep going. Yeah, keep yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Actually, that, actually, they were supposed to uh, have an interview. Uh, they were they joined the Romero's Discord server, mm-hmm. and they had a contest there to hang out and talk and ask questions with John Romero, and they handed that honor off to me, and so I got a chance to talk to him, and that was just freaking amazing time because – I didn't know what to ask, so I didn't even plan questions because I was like, I'm just going to sound stupid because I'm going to ask stupid stuff like, what was it like working on the, you know, I was going <laughs> to. Did you ever do you so say anything about his cool flow. hair? Did you say who, who does your hair and how can I get some of that? Yeah, who does your hair? He still looks so freaking young. Yeah, it's weird. He still looks so freaking Dude's young, but he doesn't 50s. know my name either, Scott. We, we, we share that, that same thing. I just had a little longer exposure to him. Yeah. I still got that Romero suntan. Me was just the mall, and it was the 90s, and it was before I really knew who he was, <laughs> and he was here in Salt Lake City. He worked for... Um, he worked for a company called Software and More while he was also doing id stuff before they could make enough money to jump yeah. out on their own. And uh, he used to sell like floppy disks to people. And he was an interesting yes. dude around here. He, also, I'm, okay, so that's the one thing you got to know about Romero. He is he is a freaking businessman through and through. He pushed this thing. He surrounded himself with talent. Okay, mm-hmm, plus mm-hmm. he's also he was pretty talented at level design. Some of those you'll you'll go back if you look which ones he did. He was just a really smart leader. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a lot, he really they, made things happen. He did. Him and Carmack, you know, interesting pair. I don't think they get yeah. along now. I don't think they even talk. But no, if you listen to the Masters out. of Doom, have you read that book? I have not yet, and always meant to, and should. I need to pick that up and read it. You need to do it. I have the audio book. Can I share those? I think yeah, I can share, share that with me. Book. Yeah, I'm going to share that with you because it, it is an amazing listen. Uh, those guys were amazing. They had a small apartment, uh, and they were in the same town. As uh, as Raven, Raven put in an uh, put out an ad in the paper. That's how he did it back in the day. Yeah. Uh, for I think for a programmer. Yeah. And Romero saw it, so he, you know, he hoofed it down there, like the entrepreneur he is. Yeah. You know, and sold them on the idea of using the Doom engine, and uh, and so and then you know he ends up helping all along with this stuff, and it's just it's it's an amazing story. Well, the with, cool uh, the cool the cool thing about the the engine at the time was that they had made it so it was very modular and easy to work with. You could make right. you know I made levels for hell's sakes, and I didn't know what I was doing. But all the things yeah. like you know triggers and you know think Minecraft how you can build a bunch of crazy Minecraft stuff and certain blocks do certain things and all that. Yes, like programmatic kind of visually. That's what 
Doom did, yeah. and that was really unusual at the time. You know, that's what that's one of the things, one of the many facets of what made Doom so successful, and as an engine as well, because Romero created uh, level editor tools, so you literally could have somebody just working, didn't have to really have programming skills. They were they just were visually defining these levels, and as a result, you get this wide range of you know creativity. Mm-hmm. That uh, that just really played through. Yeah, it was so, really great. And he sh- he trained he trained uh, Raven on the software, showed them how to make maps and everything. And so everybody got a chance. I think just about everybody at Raven seems like they worked on at least a level or so. So that's just freaking it's very cool. That'll be so and much fun for those of you who are like, fun. what else did they make? Well, they were uh, uh, they were company and independent for a long time. They uh, made Quake Four, and uh, they made uh, one of the Wolfenstein follow up games. Uh, of course, Heretic, Hex and Beyond Heretic, and Hex and Two. And they uh, were all together till 97. They were acquired by Activision for $12 million. And uh, they were still collaborating with id Software at the time. So Soldier of Fortune, I don't know if you guys remember the 2000 Soldier of Fortune had like uh, this cool tech for blowing up legs and limbs and stuff. It was really, really gory. Um, I remember that. That was pretty cool. And it's, then, it's all about the Gibbs. Yeah, it's always yeah, about, it's the all about the Gibbs. Yeah, always about the Gibbs. Get it? Not, and we don't mean the Andy Gibb and his brothers. We mean no, the not not two Bs, just the one B. Yeah, some say it's Gibbs. They're wrong. It's Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, they're, they would be absolutely incorrect. Uh, they made. <laughs> uh, they were working on that over budget Wolfenstein possible game, but the company made a major layoff, lost thirty five people. And yeah. left with two teams. So in October 2010, now we're getting closer to real time. They had the Singularity game. Major delays yes. on that game. Do you remember that game? PS3 era thing? I I, I do remember it. Uh, I, I don't have a, a deep knowledge about it, though. I think it was good. But anyway, um, yeah. then there were more layoffs. Then ZeniMax acquired it. And everything got weird. So then they got moved over and were basically the full-time Call of Duty series helpers so they weren't making their own game so much as they were contributing to the monster machine that is call of duty that really bummed me out of the time it just made me go well that's not cool to take these venerable industry veterans and make them i mean the the founders had long cashed their checks and gotten the hell out of there but you know what i mean like there was a there was a lot of love for these guys and i feel like they were just getting over you know underused like microsoft did with rare at first or um what's the other one there was another acquisition where everyone was so excited and then they just just suck, got sucked in and no one cared after that. And I can't remember who it is. Yeah. But anyway, it's, so that was a thing, but here's, here's, here's the deal now as of December, 2000, I don't know, where is it? 20. Oh yeah, here it is. As of 2020, they are mostly working on uh, uh war zone. So the, the big, right. Uh, you know, battle Royale, multiplayer war zone, uh, call of duty business. But if this thing happens and they got, bought by and this microsoft thing goes through hexing on a new console and home uh, computers dude yeah but i yeah I, i'm totally excited i you know and like before these you've done this to me in many episodes so far we've only we're only seven episodes into play retro but you've done this to me at least several times where it's like yeah i had a little bit of experience with that game but i really didn't get into it what mm. wasn't really my groove mm. And I'm kind of surprised this wasn't my groove because once once Doom came out and Quake, that's all I played for years. There was there was no other game, no other game existed. Yeah, this seems fir- this seems firmly up your hole here. This game, 
I'm surprised. Yeah, this is way up my hole. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and I was kind of shocked that I never really played it or gave it a real big chance. I I guess it was just two different flavors. It's like, oh no, I'm used to, you know, this, this space Marine kind of thing. I'm not really, I'm not really into the dark fantasy right now. And oh my God, I've played so much Hexen. I want to complete Hexen Beyond Heretic. I'm not really sure if I want to go back and play the other Heretic. I kind of took a peek at it. Mm. I may want to play Heretic 2. Or is it Hexen 2? Well, it's Hexen. As well. There's a Hexen 1, which is beyond. It's called Hexen 1 Beyond Heretic. That's the one right. that really this is part went two. nuts. Yeah, went nuts with it. And it added yeah. uh, classes. It added. Right. Um, but they really, and they heavily modified the engine to, to be able to handle a whole bunch more stuff, including mouse look. Um, right. What else mouse could you look do? In- inventory, I think, was, was new to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they basically yeah, have the a Diablo classes. thing at the bottom. Look at that, like, bottom uh, yeah, bit. Yeah, the bottom like, third. It reminds me of the Diablo screen a little bit. It's totally the Diablo screen. Yeah. yeah. But I, been, yeah. I I really regret that I didn't get to play this. But I'm going to – I've I, when we do these reviews, a lot of times I have to put it in my, I have to put it in my review review. I just go, no, we're done with that because i got to look at the next game. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I want to finish this to complete. Oh, yeah, you I should can. keep playing it. It's really fun. It's a very yeah. – f- it actually still holds up. I think Hexen in, in particular uh, no. holds up. The first one felt more like right. a Doom mod. This felt like its own game. It was clearly using the source material, uh, you know, source engine uh, to right. whatever degree. But the fact that it supported mouse look, although you had to program – you had to do some DOS sh- chicanery to get that to work, if I remember right. Um but yeah, mouse look is every look. Mouse look is everything, and I think it's one of the reasons why you don't get as not. I think when you lock in without the mouse look, I think that causes more nausea than when you have the mouse look. I, I think this that it does for me. Spinning locked in. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There's and also these games were famous for their bounce, and the bounce really gets some people. My wife could yeah. not do the bounce in these games. Yeah, yeah. Why is um, this character bouncing? Because it looks it looks normal. Also, something I didn't realize is uh, how the game moves because you always think actually if you look at it programmatically i I did a little deep dive here on this if you look at it programmatically the character is stationary and you're just moving the world Mm -hmm. which makes sense Mm -hmm. but you don't usually think about it right that is a wild thing right like i remember somebody showing a demo of uh forbidden not forbidden west the the first game the forbidden west comes out this week uh what's it called horizon zero dawn they were talking about how you know, what you see in front of you is these far off mountains, these close cliffs, this water out in front of you, these creatures, the stuff, all this, whatever. And that seems normal. And if you turn to the left a little bit, your, your, you know, your, your view switches and you see whatever was to the left of her or behind her or whatever. But at any given time, they're only rendering the cone you can see. Right. So there isn't, there is none of this is happening anywhere else. <laughs> It only happens because you move and it goes blah, 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 and, and, and interpolates everything. It's, this may sound obvious to everybody, but I'd never thought of yep. it in those terms. You no, know? No. Like, not I always think, I well, if that. I run past a rock, that rock's still behind me. No, they're not rendering it anymore. Yeah. It's gone. Oh, my God. If you want to blow your mind, just read some what interviews with Carmack and just listen to some of the stuff he says and, and how his passion is for all this stuff. And you're like, holy cow, he was really pushing the hardware beyond or it to the limits and then figuring out ways to make it to fool the mind to believe it was, he's, he was he's a, a damn, he was a damn genius. Everything about yeah, that. He's guy. a freaking, he's a warlock is what he is. That's yeah. the reason why he likes the Hexen so much. Yeah, That's the reason the Romero couldn't hang out with him anymore. Cause he true warlocks <laughs> can't have a warlock around. What's that about? <laughs> you can't have a warlock, make it working on your game, nope. man. Uh, so this is what, when things started getting really interesting, um, the game, 
didn't have to i this was i at least this felt like a big innovation to me because we're now talking about the era when cd-rom started to happen single speed cd-roms yes. in people's rigs this sort of thing and the game was the first in the series of doom engine based games that didn't rely on midi music at all right. it ran off game audio cds so the cd itself had game tra- you know audio tracks on them and so what you ended up with was a much more immersive sort of realistic, less computery sounding, uh, at least audio visual experience than you were getting previously. And that was a right. big deal. Yeah. Um, all the, all the, uh, voice work was MIDI, but all of the music, like you said, was, was st- CD. And if you put uh, one of these CDs into a CD player, uh, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't adjust to, you know, to anything. You, you literally listen to the music mm-hmm. in a CD player. Yeah, exactly. So just, mind-blowing if you accidentally did that oh i'm listening to the music now yeah that was weird we did that with sony discs all the time so if you went to track one it was a nightmare because it sounded like white noise from hell and it would kill your car speakers but if you skipped to track two like playing uh wipeout the wipeout discs were great for this put them in your car hurry up and skip past track one and then tracks two through eight or whatever were real music and we would listen to those things like albums all the freaking time. It was great. I know because where else could you, there wasn't a radio station playing gaming no, music no. And, and there's a real passion there. I love, we live in I, a time I, we live now in a miracle time and people should appreciate yeah. it more because the stuff you can do you, is, you can pretty good. much just think of any game that you can think of. It's a big hit and you can find the soundtrack somewhere to listen to somewhere. YouTube, yeah. YouTube, Spotify, almost always YouTube, almost any, any other place has it. Unless it's thing. Nintendo. I, I found while I was looking at those sports games, I found um, I'm, I'm really into NHL hits 2003 on the GameCube. Speaking of yeah. GameCube games, uh, finally got, I used to own that. Can't find it, but I have uh, a ROM running real well on Dolphin right now. Finally, yes. uh, with a, with a uh, Xbox one controller is what ended up doing the trick. Anyway, it has an amazing like techno EDM soundtrack. It's so good. I I want to I used you we've I had the same ROM and I gotta I gotta try it out and I uh, I did boot it up and I had the same problem. I tried to use the uh, the tried to use the M thirty the eight uh, bit do yeah the eight bit do's uh, don't like the sticks in there yeah and then I and then I tried using my Xbox controller and I think I launched this Dolphin Core through Retro Arch and it even though the even though like it was mapped correctly yeah. I still wasn't able to do anything so oh, I've weird. got to go back. And and take a look because it, it it was uh it was, it was definitely definitely an issue there. If somebody um, looked, if today somebody Microsoft, I don't care who, somebody whoever owns the rights for Acclaim Games or whoever's doing it back then, Midway. Yes. If somebody said, "Hey, NHL 2003 uh, is now for sale for ten bucks, twenty bucks," I'd I'd pay thirty. If they put you that, would pay thirty. I love that game so much. I mean, it's yeah. an arcadey. You know, it's made from the people that made NFL Blitz. So this is hits, right? Right with a Z. They made Blitz. They made NBA Jam. I mean, this they make extreme sports games, but they make them so fun that they are better than The Sims. And I am telling you, NHL Hits is awesome. It's yeah, such a good yeah. game. I'm, so much fun. I'm looking forward to playing it. But anyway, here uh, you know what we haven't done. Speaking of sound, we haven't played any sound. So I'm going to play. This is some gameplay sound except for from the top. Except at the top of the show, you played uh, some of the sound clips. From, yeah, I did this from, guy. Uh, you Mortal. I love that. Hello, mortal. Here's some gameplay from Heretic. It's a lot of shooting. Yeah. You know, lasers. A lot of blood. Yeah, no guns. 
but the shooting was mostly from staffs. Yeah, like magic bolts and stuff like that. Yes, from staff infections. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, let's see, I got here some Hexen gameplay audio, which is a diff- little different. Even that CD music wasn't that great. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah, sorry. see just a lot more magic-y a little more into the fantasy realm a little less of a doom mod you know and then you got your hexen 2 beyond no that was just called hexen 2 hexen 2 for uh quake engine and that sounded like this quake the quake engine Oh, hear that? Oh, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, just a lot more. Uh, you know, you're playing a more modern game. There is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's Raven. Great. Raven at the start, uh, they really, they had some really strong D and D people. On yeah, staff, I would say they right? had D and D DNA is what they had on their staff. Yeah, they had yeah. DN. Yeah, they had D and D DNA. Now, now, uh, uh, you know, Romero and Carmack and all those guys had a had. If you listen to the Masters of Doom, they they talk about all the D and D games they used to uh, used to play, and, and so they definitely had it there as well. Uh, but man, Raven really the the story gets kind of convoluted, but it definitely felt like some D and D stuff. Oh yeah, I mean the the serpent right the three serpent riders. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and I was like, "Serpent riders? You mean serpents that are riding, or people who are riding serpents?" It's so not even, talking about this. Yeah, it's not even like talk- it's. It's just not. It's not just like, "Hey, here's some tropes about dragons and stuff." Like this was like right. heavy metal level stuff. Like they were. Yes, it's more like that. Like metal. What's a good comparison? It's like, yeah, they. Hey, what if Guar was a video game? You know, <laughs> that's what this feels right. like sometimes. Me. Yeah, and I loved it. And uh, like I said, I, I I totally missed out on all that. But you can play as Bar- Baratus the fighter in Hexen uh, Beyond Heretic, which we played, uh, or Parias the cleric, or Dadalon, Dadalon <laughs> the mage. W- yeah. What were you into? Were you more of a fighter, cleric, or mage, or were you kind of switching it up? If when I remember right, Hexen? mage, almost always mage. That which is true right. today. I usually, if there's a game where it's like, hey, choose a fighter, a mage, a healer, or whatever. Archer. Right. I usually it's a fight between the archer and the mage. I like the range stuff. So right, you like the range stuff. You start with yeah. the sapphire wand, and then you moved up to something I didn't care for when I was playing the mage, which was the frost shards. Uh, I didn't. I didn't care for that. You can you freeze the enemy essentially, and they and they kind of hang around, and then they eventually like explode. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they get in your way. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to you know work your way through a room, yeah, uh, they they just they just get in your way. But then. Then you get to the Ark of Death, which is like raining down fire. So that's probably the – was that your favorite probably with the, with oh, the mage maybe? Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. But those little balls like you had to move ass. around in there, that was unusual. The other games didn't have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. sort of new ideas in terms of like environment and like what you had to move through and traversal and all that stuff. Yeah. We, we were working with uh, – they did something interesting that I kind of hate. They went from, uh, from the first uh, Heretic game – it was, you know, typical Doom type level mapping. You know, you 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 collect colored keys and you open colored key doors, mm-hmm. uh, and it's you know you just kind of just work your way right. through through the progression. Right. Whereas this one had a uh, Hexen had um, a hub system, oh. which is where a lot of teleporting, 
Um, a lot of backtracking, kind of like, you know, a little bit of a Metroidvania kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, to kind of unlock all the secrets. And that's what hooked me that I did not see from my see short coming. play yeah. back in the day. Well, that's I, I that's still, the thing I think that made this game unique was that yes. um, that was kind of unheard of in a game like this, especially a shooter style game. You know, we're used to this stuff now with lots of different kinds of games sort of take this path, but this was real unusual. Boy, there's a lot of Todd McFarlane ripoff art in this thing. Have you noticed that though? Oh, yes. Uh, there's That would be about <laughs> the time. But you know, it was just, it was just that. That was the arrow we were in. Yep. It yeah. was the area that was in, but you gotta love that. Uh, look at look at that serpent, freaking look at that thing. That is so freaking. I know the blinking metal. eye has a blinking eye on the damn thing. It's yeah. so rad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a quick bit of trivia here. This is interesting. Um. Uh, where is it here? Oh, a couple of things. The PlayStation version of this game. I remember be, yeah. people being pissed about this. Uh, they called it. And everyone <laughs> thought it was kind of notoriously evil, not because of the content, not because of any other reason, but because it was one of the very few games on the system that required an entire memory card, which was 15 blocks, quote unquote, blocks of memory. 15 blocks. Yep. You had to save one game. That's what you used an entire card. And those cards were what? 30 bucks. Yeah. Whatever they were. Yeah, the cards about 30 bucks and Sony at the time didn't want any third party cards. So you had to get it, you had to get the official Sony one megabit. That's right, not even megabyte, megabit. Bastards. We don't even usually measure that, right? So anyway. I still yeah, have I a couple of those. That. Do you have any of those cards left? I have a couple hidden somewhere. I I, I don't have any, but um yeah, it's is it's fifteen blocks, and that was unheard of because one to three was about the most you would see in, yeah. in most typical. There was a few yeah. that would go beyond that, but most of them was one, two, three was a pretty hefty one. This 15, your whole freaking card, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. And people were mad, but it was still maybe yeah. worth it for some people. So that game you probably spent 90 bucks on just to save right. your damn progress. is uh, crazy. Did you now I, there was something I did. I did learn about while I was also. I didn't mean to take a sidetrack when I was looking at this yeah. into the Sony memory cards. So that was like, because when I read that trivia, I was like, oh, okay, 15 blocks, what's that mean? And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's all you had, those dirty bastards. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the thing that was not released here in the U.S.? It's called a pocket station. It released sometime after uh, the Dreamcast popularity of the VMU. Do you remember those? Oh, I do remember that. Little memory units? Yep, I have yeah. that one somewhere, too, in a box. Yeah. Yeah. So... Sony had their version called the Pocket Station, and uh, it it was I, I was like it only released in Japan, and they couldn't keep up with demand. So it, they had plans to release in the U.S., but it never made it here uh, because they they just couldn't keep up with demand. I'm like, Dadgummit! I would have loved to have had something like a Pocket Station because I love the VMU so much with the Dreamcast. Yeah, the it VMU was, so was cool. Fun. Although I, games. I barely used it though. Like I I used it enough to say, hey, this is a neat idea, but I never right. It never went past that. Like what I really wanted was like a tiny Game Boy is what I wanted. That, and right? that's what, and so that's the good question. How much, and I haven't researched this yet, but that's a good question. How much did that influence their idea of getting into this? Did they kind of go, okay, maybe we need to look at the PSP. I don't think it had a huge impact, but I think it, it, it kind of cued into them. This is their first kind of like getting into like the portable kind of hand market yeah they were i don't know that maybe. for a fact this is what i'm feeling maybe um you know the vmu from from the dreamcast was you know obviously similar but i don't know there was a period there where i think they were trying to be creative with memory cards and they didn't see this coming future which we're right. going to get rid of do you, memory cards. do you remember 
Do you remember how mad we all used to be? Now, I don't think it's as, as much. Now, Sony, we, we give Nintendo a lot of crap, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, for locking in stuff. They're like, we're locking it in. You can't, you can only do this and this with our stuff, and this is how we're going to sell it. Sony, for a while, was like, we're going to make all our money off memory cards. And we're going to just take over the world with memory cards. And so they really locked you in uh, with compatibility. Oh yeah, they, they love stuff. doing that, dude. I remember not even yeah. that when we first got we Vitas. Have- even the Vita was like, "Yo, use our cards or or screw you." Like, <laughs> that's how it was, right? PSP definitely right. was that way. PSP had the whatever those are yeah. called, and then yeah. neither yeah. all of them are proprietary, and none of them were easy to get, and they were super expensive. I think Sony shot themselves in the a hole multiple times by trying yeah. to force that yeah. shit down our throats. Bad yeah. idea. We were mad about it, boy. I remember being so mad about it. Like, this is crap. Yeah, at least Sony or at least Nintendo's like SD cards. Let's go. You know, right? They had SD cards in the previous gen, and this gen they've got micro SDs. Like they, they're not just trying to force some Nintendo thing down our throats. Thank goodness, dude. <laughs> but then again, Nintendo didn't have to really mess with this era. Well, they did. Okay, I take that back. GameCube's had cards. Um, right, but so prior to that, cartridges were doing all the battery. Right, backups. right. Yeah. That's. The, and if you don't remember uh, how how the, the the chronological order of how this is going, so you had carts, you had uh, cartridges, and you would have saves wouldn't go on the systems because it just didn't make much sense. If you had a whole bunch of cartridges, and if you're saving each one of those games into the system, it's going to take up a lot of resources. So you started putting memory cards in the in the carts themselves, but of course batteries would die. But then yeah. when we moved into the CD era, you couldn't put a memory chip onto a CD, right? No. Nope. So you had to have these little handheld. Uh, these little memory cards, these little one megabit memory cards. You know what I think um, is cool and Sony completely effed up? What's that? I don't mean to take us on another tangent. No, that's fine. That's what we do here. That's what we do. But the Vita was badass. That was a the really is- cool console and it still is. But man, if they yeah. let that drop like the wet turd they think it is. Yeah, Vita Vita is uh, is is still alive in the retro community. It is It is one of those machines that people recommend because it still has some juice left it's still got some life yeah jc calhoun by the way is saying that nintendo has their own cards we're not talking about their their cartridges we know that mm. those are proprietary cartridges i'm talking about the the memory sticks or the memory sorry sticks. the memory yeah. the storage on the device is are just sd cards and they also have a built-in card or built-in storage it's just not huge so you go buy 128 gigabyte micro SD and stick it in your switch. And right. It, but I think he's referring to the, the official licensed SD cards. I th- think was, no, you can use anything. Probably. I'm using some yeah. total off brand in there. It doesn't care. My switch does not give yeah. a shit. Not according to Nintendo. I've read it. It's like, well, maybe they want, want me to buy experience. their stuff, but screw you them. Need, you need the little Mario chip. Uh huh. The Mario Hello. chip. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> stick me in the device. <laughs> we. Anyway, the mod the mod scene is very has been really interesting around that device. The Vita is cool yeah. just in general. They shut the store down. It's like they don't care anymore. There's no reason yeah. that thing could have carried on longer and been better. And Nintendo quit forcing proprietary formats down our throat. Just make a rad hand, handheld. I think it would have been great. I loved mine. Well, you know what I'm doing. I am welcoming in um, the uh, the the people who are now discovering that if they want to enjoy their Wii store. And is it when which which stores are shutting? Nintendo's shutting down. We, two we, stores. we and three DS are both going down. We and three DS. I, I welcome you to the retro community, the place where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do stuff because we're not allowed to get it in. We're gonna way, listen, so. we're gonna pers- preserve it one way or the other. I would love to see some three DS yeah. stuff, although uh most DS stuff is 
kind of it's kind of bad. I mean, the, the the having a there's a lot of it. Having a pen and a freaking thing that's required for most <gasps> games. It's just not. It's but not great. We we're gonna talk about it next week. But the 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 screen the the gaming console that both of us got from Amber Nick uh, has a touch screen. That's the reason why I went with that one. Mine. Because you can do the touchscreen DS stuff. It'll run in Droid, uh, the the Droid version. There it is, right yeah, there. This is the so, device. Yeah. This is called the Ambernick. What's the new model? Yeah, um, Ambernick did uh, RG. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, whatever it you, is, you can boot. You can dual boot. You can go into Linux or you can uh, go into Android. And on the Android side, it's it's Touchman. That's yeah. what the Android does. That's how you navigate. So it's it's a good seamless experience. And it's supposed to be a pretty good there. touchscreen. Although I've not booted into Android mode yet, I'm only running it in the Linux side and doing you know um, emulation there. But so far, this is a rad little device. I'm very excited. Yeah. Excuse me, excited though about the day I go in here and uh, flash it and put in proper. Like they're real weird right. about some of the ROMs they use. And so I want to go do my own thing, but again, yeah. SD card, micro SD cards. Uh, they, you know, there's the DS listing and, and and the touchscreen. You know, there's some stuff that works in there just fine. Uh, by the way, Tetris for the DS is one of the greatest versions of Tetris ever made, and uh, you don't need anything for that. But you know, right. they just list all your games, and it's what you're used to from most emulation station type stuff. But uh, so far, by the way, cool. nobody sent this to us. No, these this are is something this is that us. me and Scott, Scott, I think got his off Amazon. I bought it directly off the Enbernick store just to see how that experience would be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it shipped from California. So they do ship from inside the U S they, they warehouse it in the U S if it's reordering from like, I think they got a, a warehouse in UK as well as China. Yeah. Um, they have them here too. Cause they had one here out. in Salt Lake in their distribution here. Cause that's how I got it. Amazon had it same day when I ordered it. Excellent. Well, you know, yeah. Amazon, that's, they're just a warehouse as well, but I, you don't always know if that storefront yeah. is the official people. And that always kind of worries me. A little yeah. Bit. There's always weird stuff like that. But anyway, so far right. so good. I'll, well, like Brian's getting his when he does, and we've had our, our way with it. Friday. <laughs> Friday. We're, we're our way with it. Oh, that was Thursday. Did <laughs> they push the day? You got a different day. It did get pushed one day, but that it, they gave me a date range that it would arrive. And it's not going to arrive on the first day they said it might be. It's going to arrive on the second day as opposed to the third day. Hopefully, I won't, it won't be into that third day. Okay. Bringing things yeah. back to Heretic and Her- uh, Hexen for a second. Yes. There's this one bit of trivia that, it, that pisses me off because I want to see what this was going to look like. There was a third game in what they call the Serpent Riders trilogy. That's what these are all part mm-hmm. of. It was originally called Hecatomb. Hecatomb. You didn't just say it like that. You had to go high up there. Hecatomb. Hecatomb. Like Mario Hecatomb. again. Let's see what... Uh, oh, I don't have him up anymore. I was going to say, let's see what Ken Griffey says, but I lost that. Uh, which would have featured nine Dungeons & Dragons inspired character classes. Three good, three neutral, three evil. So they were, they were even going to do it on like an alignment system in, the, in right. the game. And a large open world environment as opposed to having linear levels or a hub like Hexen. Uh, the game was canceled after Activision acquired Raven Software, leading to most of the original team to leave the company to form Human Head Studios. You've heard yes. of them before. They, they do stuff. Oh, and uh, Romero uh, left id Software. And the games Hexen yeah. 2 and Heretic were developed in its place. Only a few elements of Hedicomb survived these ga- in these games. So They, they were literally bummer. trying to get to D&D, right? They were trying to get to a first-person shooter, D&D, and they were just kept... Every every iteration, they were going a little further, and it's too bad we didn't get to see that final story, right? Did did we actually get to see? Yeah, we saw the um, 
we saw all three brothers, right? We saw all three of the Serpent yes. Riders from Heretic, Beyond Heretic, and then Heretic, Heretic 2. Hexen 2. Yeah. Hexen or 2. Hexen 2, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think that that happened. As far as Human Head goes, let's see what they're working on here lately. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. They, this is, uh, they, they just, started with Blair, a just, Blair Witch thing, and then they worked all the way yeah. up to their latest game was Rune 2. Yeah, which I loved, and I talked about on our other podcast we had. Um, it was quite unpolished at the time that I got into it, and so it kind of felt floaty, mm -hmm. but I loved what was going on in it. And when I went back and looked to see why, I was like, oh, I get it now. I yeah. see where these people are coming from. Yeah. And so I need to go back and visit it. It was really an uneven experience, but I was having a lot of fun. Oh, Dungeon Defenders is them. I didn't know. Oh, I haven't seen that. What is Dungeon it's Defenders? A, it's out? I haven't seen that one. It's you, 2015. You must have seen this. Mm. It's like oh. a action-based tower defense business. I was never my no. jam, but people like gross it. tower yeah. defense. Kind of gross. Uh, their latest. I heard Pac-Man's a tower defense. What do you think about that? F that. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're. I don't know what they're working on now. Oh, they were work okay. So they did the 2006 Prey, not to be confused with the other game Prey no. that came out. And they canceled Prey 2, even though there's another Prey 2, <laughs> Prey 2 by right. somebody else who works. Well, you got to pray just to make it today, Scott. Yeah, it's all jacked up. So it looks like human heads, human heads not really doing much at the moment, but we'll see what they're up to. Now that Microsoft owns them as well, because right. they, were, they were acquired by ZeniMax, and now and they own everybody now. They own everyone. It's, 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 so, it's so weird that in our lifetimes, we've went from hating Microsoft for buying stuff to kind of appreciating it most of the time. Mm -hmm. they, they've become good stewards uh, by staying out, just putting money in and kind of staying out of, uh, out of the way yeah. with, the, with the production. I have a way I'm not saying that's always true. I'm just saying Yeah, no, in this in case, general. I agree. Uh, yeah. By the way, so <laughs> this might piss off. I don't know if it will or not. Maybe some Mac haters out there because uh, basically it became Mac OS X and 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 is still what Mac OS is today, but oh, anyway, yeah. at least the underpinnings. But Heretic, like Doom, was developed on a next step box. Those uh that yeah. stuff that uh freaking Steve Jobs was working on when he wasn't there or after he left Apple. And then when he came back, he brought all that over and they built uh OS or Mac OS out of it. So yeah. it's kind of funny yeah. how that works. Which anyway. is good for me because I love the Unix BSD world. And so I I was interested in this. Mm -hmm. And I would have totally, if I'd have been programming at that time, I would have totally gotten into that. Yep. That would have been the, my preferred choice. Yep, that's true. Uh, 98, uh, sorry, 97, um, Hexen was 1997's game that should have stayed on the PC. <laughs> Commenting that while the N64 version was the best of the console ports up to that point, all three were poor conversions and Hexen was too old by the time they were released. I kind of agree. That's they, they really tried to bleed that stuff out as best they could, I guess. Right. Um, all right. Let's it probably should have it, but I was really interested in the N64 version. So you can play multiplayer. Yeah. Um, split screen, right? On, right. Yeah. On the N64 it was split screen. Yeah. So you can play it to four. You yep. can play it to four players. And I'm like, okay. It seems that? like that'd be fun. We all three. we all like four it's player like, shooters on there. Wait, wait. That might have been. Was that maybe that that might have been for Hexen two? Because I was like, there's only three classes. Let me see if I can uh, read that right. Oh, was, I thought Hexen had split screen. Change all the graphics quality. Yeah, it was Hexen. So I guess it was uh, a to four. Yeah, four player split yeah, screen. They added. Mario. I'm curious how that played. <laughs> I don't. I don't have four friends or three friends. So 
I don't know. I can tell you it's ugly as hell. I can tell you that. It does not look so, good. So it being squished down into a little four by three cube, does it make it look better? <laughs> no. 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 All right. I'm gonna say Fine. no. And also, uh, here's the other here's the other thing about all that. The game well, if I've learned anything over the last couple of uh, the last month, let's say, of digging so deep into so much retro, right. PlayStation One and N sixty four games don't look good at all. Yeah. Like there's not yeah. even like me going, oh, well, it's just later, you know, it's a 3D and, and some of that's none of it looks good now, unless they were 2D games made for the d- machine, like Marvel versus Capcom on the PlayStation looks flawless. Amazing. Yeah. But it's a big pixel game. Like, yeah, it's just a proper platform for it. So it plays better than the arcade even. But anything they were trying to just like go for it was a it was a growing period. Nobody knew what the frick they were doing. And it looks like shit. Okay. And they didn't have Carmack there to guide them. No. I think he always made he always made the right choice to the next step that served uh the game. And right. I think these other people were just I, there's lots of great talent out there. I'm just I'm kind of giving everybody a hard time. No, but no, yeah, it saying. just feel like it it was definitely a growth moment where anybody had the ability, or at least too many people maybe had yeah. the ability to make games that probably um I don't know. Shouldn't have been given any money. Whatever. Heck, I'm just saying. Hexing on you this device. Give me money though. to do it. I would suck. N64. Look how muddy. Look at these textures. Yeah, it's it pretty rough. Like, it now, looks like this mud. Is not, this is not my experience. By the way, when I played this, I played this uh, when my playthrough this week of Hexen Beyond Heretic was done in GZ Doom. I purchased it. Now you don't have to purchase Hexen because the source code's out there for Beyond. It was released at some point in time. Uh, you can get the source code. Can you get the wads? I don't know. The yeah, wads are important because source, source code is one hundred percent available. Yes, right. So the wads are there. Is it part of the source code? I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. Um, but you you get the you know you get a lot of your your sprites. You get your sprites in the wads. You get all of the scanning stuff. You get this, the audio files, all that stuff. You never mess with a wad file. You, you need to research it. It's a lot of fun. That's how me and Scott used to do a lot of modding, probably back in the day. Uh-huh. Or at oh least, yeah. yeah, make all your own wads. So, um, if you made a map, it was a it was a wad, and the wad included. Texture information, right. creature information, spawn points, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, I downloaded GZ Doom because I did not like the experience. I purchased it on Steam for $4.99, and then I just grabbed the WAD file out of there because I tried to use the Steam version. The Steam version sucks, by the way. It's bad. Because it uses it uses the DOS box, which is fine in itself, but the configuration from, from uh, launch yeah. on Steam, the DOS box they have sucks, and... You can get in there and mess with INI files. I didn't want to do that. So I just downloaded GZ Doom, took five seconds, threw the wad in there, boom. It had the WASD configurations, everything, the mouse look, all that stuff was ready to go yeah, out the box. New, uh, some upgraded texturing if you wanted mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so you could, it just looked good. It's smooth, ran so good. How did you play it? Scott? That's how, how I played play it. Exactly the same way. Exactly right. the same way. That was way. the way to go. I mean, back in the day, I played, my, it, I played it raw on my, you know, my freaking yeah. 486 or whatever the hell it was but but yeah like in in a modern sense that's probably going to be your fastest way to do it if you yeah. had previously owned the game like i did i have no problem using an emulator the minute the minute i see it because i've already got the game so i know i own it uh, right but the uh you know as far as like being able to buy this anywhere outside of that crappy steam version pretty hard to do you can't yeah. really yeah. find it it's it's not it's not available everywhere. This is kind of a forgotten game. So, I mean, yeah. it, I, it's forgotten, but yeah, I, it's hugely influential. Like there's so many games yeah. that took ideas from it 
And there are modern games today that you'll play that you really don't know how much of this Hexen DNA is in there. But it is. And I want you guys to play it if you can find it. And uh, But yeah. I don't think I told you. Uh, you mentioned who you like the best. I don't think I mentioned what class I like. Oh, and what do you I like there, say, Brian? What do you like? I... I gotta say, I, I like I like being the fighter because uh, I like spike gauntlets. It's the first level. It's the first thing you have. It's the it's your fist. Yeah, the but melee melee is problematic, don't you think? These shooter melee systems are never great, especially it, back then. It, well, it's not bad because it doesn't take long. We didn't even talk about the fact that we use mana here. So uh, yeah. use the gauntlets and spike gauntlets. You you fight your way through. It's pretty quick. It's very strong hits. Um, it, it if you've never played this before, the first time you do it, I was playing it like a level game. I didn't know anything about the hubs, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to this point to this point. And I was like, where am I even supposed to go right now? It took me forever to realize I had to bust some glass panes out to 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 progress. And I'm like, okay. But oh yeah, they it, it they don't hold your hand on that stuff at all. You got to figure right. it all out. So, yep. Right. So your first teleport. Uh, that's what's fun about this game, by the way, is is the figuring out the environmental puzzles. Um, the first teleport you get to, you you're already getting the the Timmons axe, and yeah. the axe is awesome. It uses mana, which strengthens it. Uh, but then if you run out of mana, it still works. It mm-hmm. still works. Mm-hmm. But then the hammer of retribution. I don't know if you've ever played up to the third weapon in uh, in this game. As a fighter, you get the hammer of retribution. It's kind of Thor style, right? Yeah. You get to toss that hammer about with the mana. Yeah. And it's, I, I like it. It's pretty I didn't good. get far enough to use the quietest, which I know is the next weapon, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you should look forward to it. It's very cool. There's lots of good weapons in the game. It's very uh, varied. A lot more than Doom is, for example. Yeah. Um, which was kind of the point of the time. Uh, but there you go. It's our look at Heretic and Hexen and Hexen 2 and the worlds that we but enjoyed since. One, one, one more thing. I don't know if you downloaded the files, but you'll notice near the bottom, I, I extracted some of the WAD files or extracted some of the audio files from that yeah. WAD. Yeah. Um, there's a reverse and forward a couple of files down there. I'll play them. You, you want me to play these? You, yeah. So yeah, play it and re- play the first one that says reverse. Play that and then play it forward. And let's see if we can figure out what the crap this thing is saying. Oh, good. So sweet. So we got some embedded messages in here. Okay. So here's yeah. forward. Or I'm sorry, this is reverse. You want forward or reverse first? What do you want? It's it's it's. Re- I did label it kind of misleading. The reverse is actually what's in the game. Oh. The forward is me looping it back to the original recording. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm so gonna play be- the reverse first. All right. Here's reverse. Hold on. It's not going. Why is oh I'm muted. Sorry. Let me play it again. Let me try it one more time. Oh, sweet dude. Okay, now here's the here's your fix. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Yeah, so the, the file is labeled S Y A B two D. I think what it says is so you are back. S Y A B. I think that's what it says. Oh, okay. It could Play be. Play one more time. Let's see if you can hear it. All right. Hold on here. Uh, here's reverse again. Okay. That's definitely not anything English, but this next one might be. So you are back. So you are back. No, it says Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> I ate the walrus. Yeah, I ate the walrus. All hail Satan. It's all that stuff. Those back back masking back then. And there's another one too. But yeah, no, I'll play this one. Let's see what we got here. (laughs) Okay, and then this. (laughs) I don't know. 
the echoing really makes it difficult. Uh, Jeff in the and, chat and, you know, says, it says buy Wordle now. That's good. That's yeah, hilarious. that's it. That's so, it. you know, they got some echo in there. They also probably slowed down the audio a little bit to make the person's voice deeper. Not really slowed it down, but they really yeah. lowered the pitch. Yeah. Um, so this one is STB1D. And I think it's serve the bishop. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> Let me play it again. Serve the bishop. Serve the bishop. Uh, serve the yeah. bishop. Serve the bishop. Oh, man. I don't know if that's correct or it's just human back. pattern recognition or what's going on, but I love it. I freaking love uh, it. Back, backwards masking always is, is always a good time. Yep. Never never fails to be entertaining. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, well done, but, everybody. I mean, it makes sense, serve the bishop, because at the end of Hexen, um, you're, uh, you realize that you're, this is just all a, uh, chess game for the third serpent rider brother. Mm. Uh, and you'll see yourself, you'll see your class, uh, the, on, on the chess board at the end of this game, if you complete it. Oh, so, so maybe I, it is yeah. serve the bishop, serve the bishop, but serve him what? Right. Or maybe it's the seven Kings. I don't, seven Kings. There's a lot of story here. Yeah. I don't know if you read all the story, there's seven Kings that were, that were, uh, taken over. Uh, you know, easily, you know, confused, and and now you're just warriors trying to uh, to fight this. There's also Sid elves, seed seed elves. How do you say it? Sid elves. Sid Sid elves. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember something like that. Sid he Sid he elves. Sid elves. Sid Sid not not city elves. Not not elves that live in the city. No 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 no. But city elves. City city elves. I think that's from the first one, the heretic. Yeah, and heretic. I'm not that. sure if that. I think where's the classes? Yeah, it is. I think heretic. We don't have it written here though. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, time to guess each other's games. Destroy it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're playing guess our game, and it's a game we picked from an old list of games. Not really a list, but it's just you know whatever we felt like doing. And um, we... I, I call my list Google. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I my list these days have been what do I feel like capturing and and then playing. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, and I actually yeah. so I actually played some of this. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second when I tell you what it is, but let's see if Brian can get it. I'll give you the hint. It is 2001. Oh, 2001. Yeah, and uh, it's all I'll say for now. Let's see if you can get anything else out of this, all right? And you know what I will say? It's a Nintendo product. There. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Give it to me. Here you go. Wow, this is 2001? Yeah, it's got some serious beat going, some serious bass. Just hear somebody back there just slapping that bass, that kind of thing. Hold on. Yeah, uh, this is like this is like a cart cart music almost. Definitely cart music. Well, cartridge music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me. Try. Okay, this this might be more. This might this be is real familiar. Oh shit! Don't look at the chat. All right, this, this is real familiar. Don't look at the chat. That's all I ask. I mean, this this to me is all dead giveaway stuff, but you wow. had to have it played first, a lot of it. Yeah, at first it felt like it felt something like Mario, but now it doesn't sound anything like a cart or a Mario game. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's, he's collecting some coins there, it sounds like. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he is. It's, you've been playing a lot of sports games, but I don't... I don't I don't hear the sports in it. It's definitely not sports. Do you give up? 
Game Boy Advance is the system. Okay, Game Boy Game Boy Advance. Okay, now I'm now I'm, head, I'm heading over into Game Boy Advance in my head here. Yeah, yeah. Head Digging over there. The library. Those, those little cartridges. They're all laying around. Yeah. Did this make use of the uh, of blowing on the on the console? No, Did make use that, that didn't have that. I don't think. Did it? Did the <laughs> Advance have a blowhole? I think that was DS. Oh. They, none of them had blowholes. I think it just used the microphone to recognize well, that you yeah. were blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. but I don't think the advance had a... Had <laughs> I like that there was actually a blowhole in it. I don't that makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show it on screen, and this might help you. Right, I got it covered up. Can I look at the screen? If you or? want, this is your next hint. Oh, my God. I don't know this game at all. So what you is don't this? even know this, do you? I don't All even right. know this game. Chat room was correct. What the is game, this? The game is... I forgot who said it first, but it's Advance Wars. And, oh, Advance uh, Wars. Okay, I do yeah. know this. Turn-based okay. strategy game, one of my favorite games ever made. Uh, it revived my interest in turn-based strategy in a way that I, it's hard for me even to explain how, how much this game did for that for me. Um, so if you're like a modern-day enjoyer of the newer XCOM games or any of that, um, like even the XCOM developers have been on record saying, I don't know that we make XCOM 1 and 2 and have the success we had had we not all been hooked on Advance Wars and convinced we could make a modern version of this. And I I agree with them. I think it, they make this they make turn-based so much fun. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's simplified. There's still like a lot you got to, you know, you have to be smart and do strategies and all this stuff, but the art is simplified, but yeah, I it looks like some art. pretty intense strategy there's the copters i heard yeah, the copters will take down your plane pretty quick uh one note here uh that is important to note is that this is <laughs> getting <laughs> this and its sequel advance wars 2 are both getting um uh the the remaster remake uh treatment uh last week at the oh. nintendo direct they announced that one and two are getting uh, something called reboot camp and right. uh you should watch the trailer for it it's a really nice graphical take on uh, on this thing. Plus, it has voiceover and some other stuff the original game didn't have. Um, it looks really cool, and I'm a huge fan of this pixel work. It's one of my favorites it, on the it, system. But uh, the new thing looks real good. Wow, it's it's hard to almost believe this one is on the advance. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it had a map creator. You could make your own maps, share them with your friends. You could play with a link cable. You could do local co-op or local uh, uh, competitive mode. Uh, the new game will have online. Uh, stuff and it's both games. I like in that, that collection. you. I like that you had friends because I get to learn all about the different ways that people could play multiplayer, like oh, link yeah. cables and stuff. Yeah, I didn't have any friends. Awesome. I had a so it was it was both <laughs> uh, some friends of mine and I had both had advances. We were in our like you know twenties, right? Whatever it was, but we had income. Yeah, but we also had uh, you know my I had little, little tiny kids then, but as they got older, they loved this stuff. So I would yeah. play advance or I would play Game Boy Advance link cable games with my daughters all the time. We loved it. it was so much fun. Yeah. That's it's nice. a great game, dude. And I'm uh because I've been so excited about it, I'm actually replaying uh one on my computer and two on my new Ambernick just to see how it performs there. Yes. So far so good. It's all good in the hood. Um yeah, I love this series. Oh my gosh, I love it so Why much. is he sweating so much? Why are anime characters always sweat out of that one pore on the side of their head? That must be the largest pore <laughs> well, anyone the, has ever the, seen. The story is also capital ridiculous. Like it's warfare is very not serious in this world. Uh, you know, you got troops taking out a whole bunch of troops, and and in, in the end, the voice, you know, the voiceover is like, "Ah, darn it, you pushed us back again, but I'll get you tomorrow." Ah, it's just all, you know. Ah, shucks, you pushed us back. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but the man, the game is freaking hard. 
but fun. I'm into it. I love it. It looks. I. This is another game that you've 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 brought me around to. It might get That's its own. Pro- it might get its own episode after you've had some time with it because I think it's right. a, it's a significant Perfect. title, and I think it should be on the list of like whoever does the list of a hundred greatest games. I think Advance Wars should be on that list. That's amazing. Right. Brian, I think, you're, yeah, I think we should totally do that. You lose today, but you're also going. So, so here's your buzzer. Sorry, where'd it go? This way. So, uh, yes, fucking, I can't find it. That'll that is the it. worst buzzer ever. That sounds like <laughs> what comes out of an anime uh, sweat pour. Gross. But all uh, right, what's my hint here? What do I need to know? So the year is 1983 is where the hints will start. This was actually sent in uh, by Kerwin, who occasionally will send me in some uh, stump Scott on Guess My Game. So oh. 1983. You even have a sugar daddy on on ideas and emails. That's fantastic. That's right. I don't even have to. I don't even write my own show notes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like this. There's nothing wrong with this. Make others do the hard work. All right, here it is. It's Brian's thing, and I'll try to guess it. It's like little farts. I know. When I heard this, is like perfect. Yeah, this is kind of perfect. Why do I know this? There's something about this I know. You could play this. I, I'm not sure at all what all uh, it was on, but the, the game capture here was from the ZC Spectrum. Spectrum. The ZX Spectrum. Okay. Why do I know this? It's this is the sound of movement, right? These are footsteps or something. Sound of movement. No, I mean like the steps. They're step sounds, right? Of some character. No, these are farts, Scott. I fooled you. I've just what all I've done is I farted a lot on on uh, and I I increased the speed and pitch. (laughs) What you're doing right now is listening to my my farts. Great, great. I honestly have no idea, but there's something familiar about this kind of squeaky sound. I don't know right. what it this is. This is super old school, of course. We're talking about, what did I say, 1982 or Two, three? three? What was it? Yeah, yeah 83. Like uh, you could find this on the ZX Spectrum. I saw it on the Commodore VIC-20, uh, and it was also on the BBC Micro. So it's a little bit tougher, but this is called Jetpack. J-E-T-P-A-C. Jetpack. Jetpack game? Huh. Jetpack game. 1983. Right. Oh, look at that. Sinclair, ZX Spectrum, Jetpack. Was this game good? Um, Kerwin seemed <laughs> to like it. <laughs> but it, he really, uh, Kerwin really liked the fart sounds when he kills the aliens of stage one. It's great. That's what that sound is then, I guess. Is yeah, that was really, the, it, I know it came to me, but it was it was intended to make you laugh, get a kick out of the fart sounds. Do you remember that? Um, do you remember that, that thing Microsoft had there? Are, what was it called? Xbox Arcade? And it was like an actual arcade and your little avatar would run around in there and you'd you'd play old games in there and you had to pay three bucks right, for right. what when it's called arcade that? when it's called xbox arcade i think that's what it was called Just, i think that's what it was called that this game yeah. was in there um was it really yeah i don't know why or what the deal was maybe there was an arcade version of this so is this the that, one though. where he's floating around and yeah that's this it. is this that's is the, the game one, oh, i know why this is familiar we talked about this when we talked about joust this is a joust like oh yeah that's right we did didn't we yeah that's what it is that's why it's familiar because i was listening to all yeah. those back in the in the thing oh it's got like defender yeah. lasers that's cool wow that was all the way back in episode one remember that yeah i remember that <laughs> remember, <laughs> a, remember a month and a half ago <laughs> way back in the day all right that's awesome well done dude that what gave you that that's cool now this. Welcome to the treasure room. 
time to do emails. Uh, email is more like it. This is playretro at gmail.com is the email address you need to use. Playretroshow, sorry, at gmail.com. Playretroshow at gmail.com. This comes from... What am I hearing? Hold on. I don't know. It's great, though. Do you hear that? Oh, I do hear it. It's playing back here. Hold on. Wait. That game had crap sound. It was horrible. You know, it was the Vic 20 and the the, the Spectrum. So, I mean, they should have did what it could. Yeah, I guess so. Sinclair. So dumb. Whatever. So many people trying for the game thrown back then, and so many failed. It's just a weird yeah. time. Odd time. All right. Uh, here's the email. This is from Tom Norris, who wrote in and says, Hey, Scott and Brian, I love the new show. I do have a nit to pick, however, about episode two and Fantasy Star 4. Early in the episode, Scott mentions that Fantasy Stars 1, 2, and 3 didn't appear here on the Genesis, but I distinctly remember in 1991 trading in my NES and a bunch of games and using the credit to get a brand new Sega Genesis and a copy of Fantasy Star 2. Um, It looked much cooler than the other RPGs I'd seen on the NES. I loved that game. Um, It was the only one of the series I ever played because not too much later I traded the Genesis in for my new SNES. Uh, All this trading took place at my local electronics boutique. Thanks to Scott for messing up and drawing out some great memories. Keep up the grid work, Tom. Uh, Did we confirm this, though? Hold on. Did did we confirm that it was there? I'm inclined to believe what Tom has to say. I'm not 100% sure, but it seemed like I did play it. No, he's right. He's right. Yeah, I played went through all of them through the Genesis, but I didn't. The thing is, I went through all of them and I didn't call you out. So that's that's really on me, Tom. Yeah, no, he's right though. I should have. I had the information. I just didn't feel like (laughs) correcting Scott. I don't know why I didn't do it. Yeah, why didn't you do it? I'm looking right here on eBay. Somebody's selling it for forty bucks on eBay. Uh, 1990, it came out. You're 100 percent right. Fantasy Star Two. Early Genesis title. Right. Very early. I didn't realize they did that. I knew, th- I thought three for sure was. Was three not here in the States? Well, now I have to know. I I thought it was. Hold on, I'm looking. Here we go. Fantasy Star 3 Genesis. Yeah, that was here too. So I guess three, two, three, and four are all here. Hmm. What do I know? What do I know? I know nothing. I know nothing. Do I know anything? No. no. The answer is no, I don't. <laughs> By the way, same year. So two and three came out the same year. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Fantasy Star 4 came out. I don't have that in front of me. We already talked about it, but anyway. And I'm glad we did Fantasy Star 2 as well because, uh, yeah, I didn't know much about it before I started playing it on my Genesis Mini that I had. The game's uh, great. Awesome game. That's been an awakening for me too. Like I said, there was a time in my life where I was obsessed with very specific games and I would only play those games and nothing else would come between me and my game of choice at the time so i'm like, getting to go back and learn i'm getting to go back it's game. been fantastic getting to go back and learn all these games it's my favorite your part passions for it i love this show yeah. for that reason um i was talking to brian earlier about a game called uh it was on the genesis as well it was called shakan and he looks like eddie the beast from like all those iron maiden posters that's that's where i was i knew yeah. i knew i couldn't place it you're right it yeah, does it totally like does it's an early genesis title that uses that old box box art with a stupid grid and everything um anyway it's I haven't seen this cartridge since I owned it forever ages ago. Played a little bit today. The memory flood was painful almost. It was insane. And that game is hard as shit. Really hard. Anyway, uh, we keep digging up fun stuff and we keep sharing it with you right here 
And you can share it with us when you send it to our email. Yeah, or to Brian's address. Welcome. Whoops, where he where he gets <laughs> where he gets all kinds of cool stuff from people, and that's awesome. Don't go, don't stop for me. Okay, keep it keep it coming. Hey, we never decided on what our next thing was going to be uh, before the show. Usually, we do. Yeah. Um, what do you that's think? Where, where are you feeling here? Because I, I really like the idea of, of a Metroid retrospective, but I also like the idea of Pac-Man. I like the idea of this GoldenEye thing. I'm super into um, NHL 94 <laughs> and sports games. I mean, whatever. What do you think? We, where we do you want to go? We got a really short week. I think we ought to tackle something that's not, not going to be as a deep dive like Metroid. Oh, my God. That is going to be huge. If we huh? go with the series, that's going to be a huge freaking dive. I agree. NHL 94 and the NHL uh, series, I, I think, might be the way to go. You like, know what? Get a short we, week. We could do that. And I know some people are like, what? Really? A sports game? I'm telling you, it is the greatest sports title. Let us convince you. Ever. All right? Ever. Ever. And I don't know what was going on in 94. Hell of a year for sports games. Real good. Right. There's some good golf stuff, some baseball stuff, uh, football. All of it had a great year in 94, which we'll pick that apart, too, and see what's going on there. Actually, 94 was a good year for games in general and also for movies. Uh, and 84 was also a great year for games and movies. 98 was an excellent year for video games. Right. I'm trying to see patterns, but I'm, I'm, then they get all, it gets all broken up. So who knows? It does. It does. But I don't worry. It won't just be all sports talk. This is the Play Retro Show. We'll be talking about the people behind the scenes, the stories, how it got made, all that kind of good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. So stick around. Come back next week and listen to more of this insane thing that we're talking about. Uh, in the meantime, if you like what we do here, we would love it if you came and threw a buck our way. That's all it takes is to get into the ground floor. You can pay more if you want, mm. but... And there's lots of reasons why you may want to do more, but patreon.com slash play retro is the place to do it. I want to thank everybody who heads over there and does that because that makes life so much better for us. It makes it possible for us to make this show and it keeps Brian's uh, pimp happy. Just kidding. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> what does that even mean? My <laughs> pimp, Scott. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening, for watching. Playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow on Twitter. And the website where everything, like I just mentioned, can be found is over at frogpants.com slash play retro. That'll do it for us. Until next time, go play an old game. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!